Welcome to Everyday Therapist. I'm Rich from the UK. And I'm Cody from the United States. Before we jump in, we just want to say that this podcast does not constitute therapeutic advice. So Rich, how you been? Okay, not bad, not bad, not bad for a Sunday. Yeah, good. It's, uh, man, this week, we, so people were probably listening to this. I honestly have no idea when we're going to publish this, but we're about a week, uh, two weeks out of the New Year's for us when we're recording. And um, I felt like I just started getting back in the swing of things. And then the weekend hit. And now I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what day it is. It just, everything feels weird. Mm, I, I think I've um, see. I'm, I'm not listening to you. Sorry, I just totally discarded what you said. I went, oh, actually, I'm feeling all right. Fair. <laughs> I, I feel like I've yeah, I do. Like, this is the, this is going to be my downfall now. But I kind of feel like I've recovered from Christmas and the New Year. And um, but but that's not the case for you. Then you're just still well. Lost I, think, in the fog. I think not necessarily lost in the fog. I think what's weird for me at this moment is. Um, got back to work right after the holidays and got things kicked off and things were kind of going, going pretty good. And, um, now tomorrow, Monday is already a holiday here in the U S. And so instantly it's like, I just kind of got things kicked off again. And then it's a three day weekend, which I mean, I'm like everybody else. I love three day weekends, but it's, it's just kind of a weird balance. I feel like I just kind of came out of a break and now I'm getting another one. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not, not, I don't know why I'm saying that. Not that I want to complain about that I'm not working. That's, I've, I feel weird about that now, but it just feels weird. I was kind of <laughs> excited yeah, to get back into Why did you get another holiday? What's, what's the point of that? <laughs> uh, we're lazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. What is, what is this holiday? Uh, let's cheat and look at my calendar. Um, oh, oh, this is bad. We have to cut this one. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Tell me. What is it? <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mon- Monday is uh, Martin Luther King Day. Okay, that little thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think we will have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I should know when Martin Luther King Day comes up. Um, yeah, but mm. but that go that just goes right that just goes right back to like I'm just not fully in it right now. Yeah, like, I just, I'm yeah. all over the place. Mm. I had to, I started off this morning and I feel a bit uh, smug because I woke up about six ish, which is pretty normal for me. And I thought, well, it's Sunday. I don't actually have to get up. Didn't think I was going to go back to sleep. So I just lay around a bit. And then I did go back to sleep, which is quite unusual for me. So that that was nice. And then I got up and I was all zen-like and relaxed. And the sun was out outside. You know, had some coffee, did some journaling, all that kind of thing. And I felt... um, but yeah, I felt a little bit smug about it, the fact that mm. I felt okay. So there's this other nagging voice behind me going, what do you think you're up to? But it, it was nice anyway. Went out on the bike, good weather. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been refreshing. And, and for me, it's the first weekend, although I might have said this on the last recording, but it feels like the first weekend at Christmas and New Year and all that stuff is well behind us and we can get on with everything. So that's that's pretty cool. I do have to say, you mentioned good weather and your bike ride and stuff. I do have to <laughs> say, I commented on your, your sub stack just a couple of days ago and, and, yeah. and you've acknowledged it, but you sent that picture out and it had some greenery and uh, some leaves and, and it would just looked, you did mention that it was your, um, 
your light on your garage, but it looked, it looked bright and green and colorful. Mm -hmm. And I felt a little jealous. Uh, again, we're, we're in the midst of winter here and everything's just gray and, and, uh, and cold and cloudy. And so, um, I'm, I'm excited to get back to that. you while I felt jealous about your, your beautiful picture, uh, it yeah. makes me long for, for when I get to see that again. Yeah. It'll, I'm sure it will happen soon. And that picture I took as well, by the way, I'm not a good photographer. It was, it was quite, I was quite pleased with that. And it was literally, I just picked up my iPhone, took that shot. And it was after reading Ellie McDonald's, um, what's her substack called now? Um, calm. Uh, yeah, I think it's capturing calm. Capturing Calm, and, and we'll put a link to it in, in the, the show notes. But I sat in my car, read her post, and it was about observing, you know, taking a moment, having a look around you, seeing what was there. Picked up my iPhone, took that shot, and it worked out pretty well. And I'll, I'll stick that on the Substack as well so that, that people can see it. But um, Ellie's got – she's going to be coming on, actually, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. And she's got – she is into mindfulness photography, I think you might call it that, um, which me being ever the cynic, I was like, mindfulness photography, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm doing it, and it's brilliant. And I've also realized that my, my wife has been doing this for years and years, and whenever we go on a dog walk or just walk out into the countryside, she's constantly stopping and looking at things and taking pictures with a smartphone. So, you know, I'm, I'm late to the party as, as usual. Right. Well, um, we're trying this new, this new introduction thing here. We got a, we got a kind of a special episode here. Um, we, we, we recorded a, a guest. It's actually my sister, uh, my younger sister, Carly, and her interview will come up here in, in just a few moments and, and give everybody a chance to kind of listen to that interview. Um, and this was, this was a new experience for us, um, interviewing, we, we've been asking for, for people to come on to tell their mental health journey. And we've talked to a couple of people here and there, but this one I think was a new experience. Somebody that's, um, kind of in the thick of things, kind of, kind of right, right. And, you know, things are still just kicking off and they're still trying to figure things out. And, and she did a really great job of, of, of pointing that out. Um, any, any, open, you know, broad or open thoughts that you have, uh, on, um, having my sister Carly come on rich or what that interview was like for you. And then, and then maybe I'll share some of mine as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that jumped out and I did mention it during the recording was that Carly referenced the fact that most of the time when people talk about their experience, it's, it's in the past tense and her, she's currently in the midst of something. She's going through therapy at the moment. She's maybe not in the best place. I mean, we've only spoken for a short while, um, but that was really, I think it was really powerful actually. And I think anybody who's listening to this, who's struggling, thinking about going to therapy or reaching out for some help, I think there's some um, some pearls of wisdom in there from Carly, which is you know it's definitely worth listening to. Yeah, I, I agree. And in in the spirit of how uh, brave and courageous. I think her being able to come on and tell her story right now, um, was, um, I'll just share a little bit about my morning as well, which is, which is related, but, um, not nearly what she's going through by any stretch, but, um, I'm willing to be vulnerable in, in, in light of her courageousness. Um, for whatever reason this morning, I, I woke up 
and actually even that's not true. I started noticing it last night too, just really having some anxiousness around this podcast today. Um, and this morning it was even higher than it was last night. And, um, I've been really rather busy this morning with doing house chores and shoveling snow and, and getting ready to come on the podcast and things. And that's somewhat of a nice distraction, but I couldn't run away from it either. I couldn't run away from the anxiousness. I, I was nervous and I, I have having a really hard time putting my finger on it. Uh, I don't, I haven't felt like myself all morning. Um, and that's probably okay. Um, Obviously, I knew it was it was my sister coming on, and I don't know if um, that was part of it or not because I think she's really brave, and she's the one that reached out and wanted to do this. So I think that's totally okay. I don't feel like I, I felt like she was forced into it or, or anything. I, I'm really having – I guess my point of this, Rich, is I wanted to share because I'm, I was inspired by her courageousness, and – I don't really have anything to point to necessarily to say this is what is this is what was causing me stress and anxiety and um, just making me feel a little bit off. It was just something that I've noticed, and um, I don't think that I can have a mental health podcast unless I can be open and vulnerable about my own experiences as well. So, so there it is. Uh, it's it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that, and, and I think it's important. And <laughs> it's funny because I, I think I said a few minutes ago that I feel a little bit smug today because I, <laughs> I got up and had a good time <laughs> in that. Sort of, you know, all the things we talk about, what you know, what you should be doing, easing yourself into the day, and you know, appreciating the good things in life, and. You know, and, it, and it's great, but it's like, you know, perhaps today it's my turn to feel good and, and you're suffering from a little bit of anxiety and, and yeah, likelihood is I'll be sending you a message in the week going, Cody, I'm feeling really anxious about this. And <laughs> yeah. So that's life, isn't it, man? It's just like, it's just the ups and downs. And, and as you say, you can't always put your finger on it. You, you don't, you might think you've got anxiety about certain things that are coming up, but it's it's often... It's often really difficult to tell, actually, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. And um, coming on to, to to chat with you, I wasn't. I was going to try to pretend like it was it didn't exist. Uh, but w- literally within like five seconds of you seeing me on this camera, <laughs> it said you look str- you look stressed. <laughs> and and instantly, before I even said anything, I knew that I couldn't hide. I knew I couldn't hide it. So I'm watching you. Yeah, that's the trouble with high definition. I mean, you might be. You know, have ever many miles away, but I can I can still see it. So yeah, which is useful. It's actually useful having this video uh, screen thing going on. And I know when Carly first came on, and we couldn't see her, could we, on the on the video camera? Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous about that because I thought that's going to be a new experience speaking to somebody on the podcast without being able to to see them. So I was busy making that mental adjustment and thinking, please, you know, please make sure your camera works. So. God, we're just yeah. funny creatures, just crazy. We are, and we find any possible way to create stress or anxiety or just nervousness, and any little thing just can always creep in. Yeah, yeah. So as I always say, that's not advice, listeners. That's just <laughs> just the way we roll. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of part of being human. You know, one thing that Carly shared at, at the end of um, – end of us talking with her is just this power of having one moment of courageousness, one moment of, of bravery, um, 
and I don't want to necessarily spoil it for anybody that's listening, but she, she kind of touches base on, on the power of, of, of that and um, shares a story that she heard and how it's, um, how it's helped her to take that one moment of bravery and, and then what it's done for her. And so um, again, I don't want to spoil it, but that's, that stood out to me. And I, I just wanted to point that out because I think that's big and valuable. And I, and I want people to be able to, to hear that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. It was really good. Can I just take a moment to um, thank all our new subscribers? We've had quite a few come on this week, which is great. Um, so that's over on the everydaytherapist.substack.com if you go to that. Because I know I appreciate people listening on Spotify and Apple and everywhere else that they can get their podcast. But if you come over and join us on Substack, you can also interact with us, which is which is really good. And we're going to put some other pages up there. We've got some ideas. You can see the show notes. I might put some links to various bits and pieces. So that's really where I want to concentrate on building this community. But it actually needs people to just make that little bit of an effort and come out of Spotify and go and find us on Substack. So if you could do that, anyone who's listening, that would be really great. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I, I think we should do a better job of, of promoting that because I think that is a really good place for connection um, and, and for us to be able to interact with people and, and have them share their stories or just normalize things overall. But yeah, join us on, on our Substack um, or even uh, on our Instagram. Uh, I, I've we, We've started an Instagram page as well, Everyday Therapist uh, Instagram page. It's... Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say Rich and I are super great on social media stuff, but it's there That's and it the might, it might grow. We just we're rubbish at social media, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Like totally rubbish. Just, just join us, just out of pity, if for nothing else, just come and uh, subscribe. Yeah. It's like Please, so okay. lame. Yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just past. I'm too old. I, I mean, I think Substack is is the way to go. Though that's that's. I don't know whether I'm just telling myself that just to make my my own life easier, but it's a really nice platform actually. So, but yeah, come and find us on on Instagram. Even I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. I think I've got five friends on Facebook. Is that is that <laughs> yeah, about average? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's about average. It's great. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, I'm excited to have everybody listen to uh, this interview with Carly coming up. I'll go ahead and, and uh, transition to it. But before before I do that, Rich, anything else that you wanted to add? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. Let's go. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening and enjoy uh, listening to this interview with Carly. Carly, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Sorry, I was just slurping tea. I thought you'd be talking for a bit longer than that. Carly's <laughs> <laughs> there, so yeah, doing doing good. Um, Car, did you get um, did you get any snow down where you're at? Yes, yes, I got plenty. It snowed all throughout the night, but it seems to be melting pretty quick. Yeah, for those uh, for those who listen um, outside of uh, Utah, where Carly and I live, uh, it just has keeps dumping. Seems like snow every single night. So uh, probably about another foot or so last night of snow. So that's uh, we've been busy with that. But Car, just uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, first of all, thanks for thanks for uh, being willing to share your story. I know that uh, these types of conversations are are hard and difficult, and um, 
Let me just ask you real quick, because I think that this is important and I want you to be able to say in your own words, um, what what do you feel like was the reason that you wanted to come on and, and join us and, and share your story? I think it was kind of some of the feelings I had before therapy of kind of the loneliness you feel because you hear all the time people, you know, can relate and, oh, they felt that before. Um, but it always seems to be like past tense for them. And so I think it's really helpful to hear someone say, you know, I know how that's feeling. That's what I feel right now, too. Like they're they're experiencing it. They know it. It's not just a past memory. And I feel like it's easier to connect with them and kind of provide support and encouragement and say, you know, like, I'm feeling this too, but you can do it. Like it gets better. Yeah. And that's, that's really brave of you uh, to be able to come on when, when, when you're in the thick of things. Right. And, and to your point, yeah, a lot of us do feel more comfortable talking about things after we've gone through the event, after we've come out the other side and is much scarier to do it when you still feel lonely, when you still feel all of the things that are, that are part of that. So I really admire that that strength and that bravery. It's really um, interesting to me, Carly. I've, I've never heard anybody frame it like that before, actually, which is, yeah, most times you hear people talking about struggles that they've had. Is As you said, it's in the past tense, isn't it? And, yeah, I, I've literally never thought about it like that at all. So we're, we're excited. We're excited that you're here and, and happy that you're, that you feel comfortable sharing that. And um, hopefully that will inspire others to, to be able to step up when they're in the, in the thick of things and, and feel like they can try and connect that way. And so um, if you're okay with it, I would love to dive into your experience a little bit more. Is that something that you feel ready for? Yeah, let's okay. do it. So, um, again, you don't have to tell us um, specifics um, necessarily, but um, maybe maybe just broad ideas of what led you to to get to a place where you wanted to go go into therapy. I think because I already had the depression, anxiety, you know, the typical stereotypical reason why you go to therapy. But what really made me take the leap was just frustration. I just had pure frustration. I was at my wit's end. I wanted to start getting better. I felt like I was in stagnant. And I think it was a frustration from being stagnant in my emotions that caused me to, like, I want to do something about this. I want to, I want to start taking those steps. What made you actually, so you, so you got to that point where you thought you should take, take those steps forward. What was the, the kicker? Yeah. What made you actually take that first step? I think it was, I w was having problems with my, my house and keeping it, being able to keep it clean and kind of like a hoarding issue. And I think the real kicker was the feeling of not being able to even invite my family over. And, you know, my mom would come drop something off and like, oh, I'll meet you outside. And I'd hurry and be outside before she would even pull up. And I think just that feeling, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Mm. Like, I want to invite my mom over, you know, be able to have a cup of coffee with her or have my friends over, anyone, you know. 
I think that was the main thing. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's it's brave taking that first step as well. I mean, I've not been in that position. I, I know when Chanel was on the podcast, in fact, she spoke about, because we did, we discussed with her, how do you actually make that step forward and go and get some help? And she talked about, I think it was in the college that she went to, maybe there was, um, I don't know how you describe it, like a notice on the wall about maybe an advert for a therapist and you could rip off a phone number because this was like 20 years ago, maybe not that long ago, sorry, Chanel, (laughs) if you're listening. So she she would rip off this number, think about calling and then get rid of it and then she would go back. She'd see it the following week perhaps and take the number again and then eventually she... um, yeah, she made the decision to pick up the phone, I guess, and and do that. So it's a really, and I suppose as well, I was going to say it's a really big uh, thing to do. And especially if you're not in a good frame of mind, I guess, because it's, it's hard enough to pick up the phone and speak to new people. Uh, well, speaking from, from my own point of view, when you are in a good state. So it m- must have been really difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. And- um, I actually had my mom help with it because I was, I was feeling too overstimulated, too overwhelmed, um, to even deal with it. And I put that in quotations to deal with it because that's kind of why I kept thinking, of. It's just it was too much to handle. I was like, I'll just worry about it later. And I kept thinking that. But then one time I was having a conversation with her, and I just broke down. And I'm like, I just need help. So she actually reached out. She did the research for me of the type of therapist and everything and got me an appointment and just said, here, just show up at this building at this time this day. And so that was, she kind of made that first step, but because mm-hmm. I, I, I could, I tried to look it up and every time I would go to Google, I just, that's where I just couldn't make it past was even mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. So I'd made an assumption there that you, that you'd picked up the phone and and again talking about Chanel that she, she had some uh, some wise stuff to say and something that she was very keen on and and you've obviously got this is that support network so you know your mum stepped in and made that call for you or did that research and it's just this is something that's coming up again and again on the podcast having that support structure is is just massively important yeah. Carl, I want to I want to focus on that first step a little bit, just because because um, I know how hard it is, and it is really nice that um, that mom was able to help assist with that very first step. I don't uh, I love that that you were able to talk with her about it, and that she uh, was able to do some of that work. Um, even though you had that support, I still imagine that leading up to that first session, maybe driving to it. Um, or getting ready to walk in or waiting to see the therapist. I imagine that there was still a lot of thoughts and emotions uh, going yeah. on b- before it even started. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what that, that was like before you actually started meeting with them? Um, I think it was, it was really like nerve wracking. Leading up to like the days leading up to it, I kind of just try to put it out of my mind. But then as soon as I got that, you know, text notification as a reminder of appointment. You know, that's when I started feeling anxious. Um, I was worried that I was going to say the wrong thing or that she would think 
she would judge me and be like, why are you even here? Like, your reason's not good enough, you know? Or feel like I'm kind of crazy for thinking I need to be here. Or, you know, I kind of went to those things of the what-ifs. I call it the what-if spiral. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, I want to normalize that for people a little bit. That feeling of you have to have enough to go to therapy, <laughs> you have the, the, the feeling of, am I going to live up to the expectations of my therapist and have, are my problems big enough? Am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to perform in, in a way that's satisfactory to why I'm here? And um, it's amazing to me how many clients that I have feel that very same way. Um, it's almost like we're already so down on ourselves because we're just feeling depressed or sad or anxious or whatever the case might be that we feel like everybody else is going to think we're not good enough to, and, and especially our therapist. And that is such a common feeling that I come across in the work that I do. Yeah. And another emotion is that you feel like they're going to just think you're a complainer. That you're just complaining about stuff that doesn't matter. That's like, okay, that happened, so what? You know, you're you're worried that that's the response you're gonna get, or that they're gonna compare their experiences too much to yours, or it's kind of like you you kind of start digging yourself a a grave before you even give the person a chance <laughs> for it to just fail. Mm-hmm. And what was the response that you got? On this latest time, it it was it was it was almost like shock because it was completely just the opposite of everything. Um, it took a few times to get more more comfortable and less weary that things like that were going to happen or be thought of or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely changed, you know, turned around. I already thought of therapy as a good thing, but it even heightened that even more, completely changed it in a new way for me. Um, to the point where like, I was I'm, like excited to go to the next session. Right. Cause it's the next step and it's the next, I guess, puzzle piece and a way to kind of get the tools I need to be able to, get better what do you think what do you think it is that maybe this therapist has done that has kind of changed that around from you from all of that nervousness and anxiousness and and fear to a level of excitement to go to the next session what do you think it is that they've provided for you to to make that change I think some of the main things is like when I would express something, she would, she acknowledges it and agrees with it. Like, oh yes, like I can understand, yeah, I would be frustrated too, or yeah, that that would make me angry. She, she made it feel like my emotions I was feeling towards things were valid of why I was feeling that way, um, as well as fully listening to what I had to say even if I was just rambling on 
and it felt like it was just a repeat of what I was saying before, she would still just sit there and listen. She wouldn't cut me off like, oh, you already told me that. Or cut me off to try to be like, oh, let's, well, let's just do this. And it was fully listening and making me, I guess, just feeling heard and not crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the key word. Uh, like uh, feeling heard and it's like... I guess it's, I don't know whether you'd agree, Cody, but I guess that's a fundamental, isn't it, of, of therapy? And it's just so important, and it's something that we can actually do for our friends and family as well, which which none of us do, unfortunately. Or we're all, we could all always be doing better at it anyhow. You know, we think we're listening, we're checking our phones, we're doing our thing, we're sending our emails or or even more subtle things just like thinking about something else <laughs> when we're listening to somebody and we all do it i'm not i'm not blaming anybody for doing that and we live in an extremely busy fact you know it's a fast-paced life isn't it there's all this stimulation going on all the time it's, it's really tricky and one of the things that comes up on this podcast more and more is that well number one everybody would benefit from therapy um just having that space to talk to somebody and somebody it's not exactly validation of feelings is it? It, it it's more just just being heard yeah i think it's being heard and being acknowledged you know of what you're saying it's not just in through one ear out the other you know till oh i just have this patient for an hour just listen to them for an hour and then on to the next it's like it, you feel like you're actually connecting. And I think that's mm -hmm. important with the hearing is that connection you have. Okay. With the therapist too, yeah. That connection with another human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that comes up, and I've heard this several times um, from various sources, is that a lot of people, I'm guessing it's most people, they need to speak in order to think. They need to, have, they need to converse with other people in order to think one of my sons definitely is, is like that. I mean, he comes down at breakfast and he's straight into some massive conversation about something that he knows I've got no interest in whatsoever. He even said to me once, uh, I appreciate you listening to me. I know you've got no interest in it, but it helps me, um, to get my thoughts in order. And that's when he was talking about something high level and academic, which, I've really got no chance of understanding. So that, so that was just on a day-to-day -day sort of basis, um, you know, sort of seeing how, how that is helpful for somebody. And I also know that he would really struggle if he didn't have that outlet. You know, he needs to talk to, to put his thoughts in order. And I was thinking about my poor wife, actually, when I was out on my bike before, because I was, I was thinking it's like she's stuck on a permanent podcast with me <laughs> <laughs> while I'm blithering on, because I, I, I do, you know, I'm somebody that talks to think, and it's kind of, there's something therapeutic about, um, you know, being able to com converse with somebody. So, so it's been beneficial for you then, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's, it's helped a lot. Um, um, I think the main thing that's helped is we're doing visualization. I think that's what you would call it. 
where I'm actually putting like a shape and color and texture to my emotions and like where it's on my body, like visualizing taken away kind of stuff. I don't know if there's an official term <laughs> for, for that, but, but I think that's, that's what's been helpful is talking about it and then sitting with my emotions and I think acknowledging my emotions myself. Um, I thought I was doing that before, but I think working with her, I kind of realized I wasn't, I wasn't really giving myself time to acknowledge my own emotions. And I think that's just as much beneficial as like someone else acknowledging your emotions is yourself doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you, you've kind of gone into a couple of the specific ideas that, that your therapist has helped guide you in. And it sounds like it's been, it's been really beneficial. Do you know what type of therapy you guys have been working on? What would it, what it would be called? Have you guys talked about that at all? Um, no, <laughs> okay. I only know a couple that, of the techniques we're using, but I don't know like therapy types. And that's totally fine. It's not like um, that's required or anything, right? Um, I just was was curious because um, anytime that we have a chance to be able to talk about different kinds of therapy, Rich and I have talked about a couple uh, in different episodes and things. I just think it's people might find it interesting or it might be valid for them. But um, my belief is more along the lines of what of what you just shared car it's less about the type of therapy that people use and more about the therapeutic connection that you build in that room that there's a lot of research out there that talks about um that connection is by far the most valuable piece and through that connection therapists can use a bunch of different types of interventions and exercises and practices for whatever is going to be best for that person that they're meeting with. And because they have that really good relationship and they can kind of pick and choose what's going to matter most to that client in that moment, it's much more powerful than always following the same, uh, the same, uh, therapy modality. So it sounds like your therapist has done a lot of work to build that relationship with you. And it seems to be paying off for, for you pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels that way. Um, I think it made a big difference because it's having tools that I can do, you know, not in therapy, having tools that I can actually do by myself at home is I think a big thing is I'm not feeling defenseless when I'm not, in her office. I'm interested, Carly, did um, your therapist, I don't know, do, do you listen to our podcast? Yeah, I've listened to quite a few episodes of it. Okay, so you've heard me banging on about everything. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious as to whether your therapist has made suggestions for you. And, you know, you will have heard me talking about getting out in nature and, you know, exercising and all these sort of things have they made any suggestions to you about different things you could try it so i know you're doing the visualization and things so that's like almost a like a tool as you described it is something that you can do to help yourself is there any other things like that that they've spoken about um i think a couple of other things are uh, i don't remember the majority of my childhood so 
she suggested for me to go back, look through photo albums, but concentrate on myself in the pictures to see if I remember, if I can like see an emotion, see what I might have been feeling at the time. Also, I'm using more of my left side of my brain and start like writing a letter to like my inner child with my left hand, you know, trying some of that stuff. Uh, we're just barely touching that stuff, but it's mainly been the visualizations. Uh, but she's been using EMDR to help with the visualizations too. Interesting. How have you found the EMDR? I can't I, even say it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly really like it. Um, it's not the lights one, but it's I'm actually holding little paddles that vibrate. Um, I guess like what would you call it? This it would stagger. It would do like left would vibrate, the right would vibrate, goes yeah. back and forth. Um, that helped a lot because I also have ADHD. And so when I start to try to concentrate on things, my mind starts there, but then all of a sudden it's thinking like, oh, you know, pasta sounds really good tonight. I think I'm going to make that as soon as I go home. You know, something just simple. It, my mind would wander. And that's been really helpful, like grounding in me and being like, oh, hey, it's like almost like a tether to my current, my current, I guess, direction I'm trying to go. It's that tether so I don't drift off so you mentioned some vibrating panels what's that i don't quite understand so the the type that she uses it's it's like a little box and then it has two cables coming out of it that has a little kind of like eggshell like egg shaped mm-hmm. type like little paddles and you hold on to them one in each hand and you can change the frequency and how often it goes from one to the other but it just has like a vibration in each one so this one will vibrate and then this one will vibrate and i'll just go back and forth and is she in control of those vibrations or he or she your therapist or is that you um she's in control she like has you like say like does this feel like a good you know, time between vibrations or whatever, she'll get it kind of set to where she feels like it's, you're really benefiting the most mm-hmm. and you just have it set on the box and then you just put the box aside and then she just says, go ahead and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. <clears throat> Car, it sounds like this has been really, um, a positive thing for you. And, um, I'm really happy to hear that you've connected with with your therapist and that you guys have found some interventions and certain techniques that um, that have been beneficial for your journey. Um, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to have a moment to say for anybody that's listening, um, is there anything that you would like to share with them or is there anything that you would want them to take away from from your story or from listening to this podcast, any, any, any last things that you would want to make sure that people hear? Yeah. Um, I think my main thing was it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be, feel like you're overstimulated to the point where you can't, you just don't have the time or whatever it is that you're thinking that it's okay to feel those things. That one story that stuck with me, that I heard uh, from one lady is that 
she was one of those professional divers, you know, that does the tricks, not like the scuba divers. But she was scared to go off one jump that was higher than she was used to. And she was about to back away and just not do it. And her coach pulled her aside and says, it takes one second. It takes one second to be brave and take the jump. Because once you take that jump off of there, you know, there's nothing you can do about now. You're, you know, you're free falling then. But just having that second of courage just to take that first step or that first leap, whatever it is, that's that all it takes. So if you need to minimalize what's in your brain of the pathway to get, you know, help or start going to therapy, just think as just take one, one second to take that leap. You know, one second to make that phone call, to dial that number, whatever it is. Thank you. Thanks, Carly. That's really, I think that's really helpful. I think anyone listening to this who is not in a good place and they're thinking about perhaps getting some help, I think that could be just just the thing to, to give them that bit of courage. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that idea of, of one, you know, one second can have a lifetime of impact. And uh, if you just kind of minimize what's going on in that moment and have that one second of bravery and, and that can really, really help get your life to the, to the area that you want it to go. So, well, Carr, thanks for coming on. Um, Rich, do you have anything else that you want to touch base on? Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Carly. And um, well, I, I need to ask you, Carly, what's, what's the best things that we're doing on the pod- podcast and what should we stop doing? <laughs> I might have to cut this bit out. <laughs> right. Um, honestly, I think the casual banter is probably one of my favorite parts uh, because it makes it more human. And I think that's the thing kind of dealing around the subject you guys touch is showing that you're human. Mm-hmm. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's big. And so I think having that little bit here and there, like you guys do, I think that's, I think it makes it more intriguing. <laughs> that's good, because we don't know what we're talking about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. Well, th- thanks again, Carr. I really appreciate you coming on, and um, I'm excited for, for your message to get out there. This was really brave and, and strong of you. Yeah, thanks for having me on and being able to help people. Yeah. <laughs>